Hello and welcome to the Waste of Web Space podcast, episode 58. Starring Jimbo and Fisher. And we've entitled this podcast um, episode, Nobody Should Be Going to Scarborough Fair. So that's a reference to a song, <laughs> um, perhaps most popularly now, uh, recorded by Simon and Garfunkel, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. So it's, uh, I think their 1966 album, uh, Parsley Says Rosemary in Time. Yeah, that's that's absolutely spot on. Have you Wikipedia'd it? Yeah, you spent that long messing around with the sound levels before we started. There. <laughs> I had a quick uh, quick look up and uh, try and find out a bit more about the song. I think it was actually a traditional song um, written sort of in the nineteen uh, century originally, yeah. and uh, I think Paul Simon and Garfunkel had a version of it and decided to do their own. A lot of people would say it's worth messing about with the sound quality to uh, for the for the for what the kind of output we are getting out there at the minute. I think we're doing well. It's our third episode think- of social distancing. Yep, and obviously I think the title or subtitle of the episode is obviously a reference to social distancing, is it not? Uh, yeah. And that people should be staying home to save lives. Yeah, and Please not, not going not out on Easter weekend. Unless it's essential. No, unless you already uh, live in Scarborough, but I don't think the fair's open anyway. No, you can go, if you live in Scarborough, you're allowed 20 minutes of exercise per day. <laughs> if you happen to live near the fair, not a problem, but otherwise you should be staying home and saving lives. Um, you should be trying to help all those wonderful people who are working for the NHS and working in the care sector who are doing their bit for the country. So how's your week been then, Fisher? It's not been too bad. Um, would you believe it? My, my work uh, allowed me to contribute heavily towards the staff newsletter. Right, okay. Writing during the coronavirus. Yeah. Um, I'll let you know the feedback sort of next week <laughs> that I get. Have um, you got any feedback yet? So, uh, well, no, I did an original draft, which um, sort of a piece that I'd wrote quite prominently was put sort of as well as obviously getting important messages out there we've got sort of a bit of a social side of it as well just to try and encourage people to do a few light art things during this lockdown period uh, i put a story which featured a picture of me i put it as the first first bit of this social section someone else went and had a look at it and moved it to last pe- last section but, you know, <laughs> literally to be the last bit in the newsletter but never mind and the picture of me stood next to a, stood next to a virtual reality penguin right it got moved can you believe it <laughs> Never, never mind. What have you been up to, Jimbo? Well, I've been working very hard at home, uh, doing a bit of radio, a bit of podcasting, as you know, uh, making on, a few ra- little radio. features. Yeah, I'm back on the radio, I don't know if you know that. I don't uh, we mentioned that for quite a few podcasts. Which radio show is this, Jimbo? It's, uh, it's, uh, it's on Penison FM, and it's uh, Sundays, 10 well 12, but at the minute also Fridays, um, 2 well 4, broadcasting right. from my very own home, but pre-recorded shows. All yeah. right, okay. Um, so uh, maybe that's something you could do in the future after, obviously, podcasting takes the priority, clearly. Oh, um, obviously, yeah, yeah. Were, were you asked back, was it like Kevin Keegan going back to Newcastle United? Actually, that's no, a terrible example. He did, he did rubbish, didn't he? Well, he got sacked again. But... You know the reason it happened is because I think I did the podcast and put the um, videos on, on online and so on, and then I think the station people saw that I had the recording equipment from home and they went, get Jimbo back on quick, get Jimbo back on quick. That's what they did. Did they not say anything about me, who also <laughs> has got the recording equipment? Am I just... I don't, do I not feature in this at all? Well, you know, I know all the uh, rules and regs, you know. You can't, they can't trust you with your potty mouth. Me? I've not got... It was you that said... <laughs> how did you describe Tim Martin last time? <laughs> Weatherspoon's boss? I don't know. What did I say? You quite clearly said that he got a door handle on his head. Right, OK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, I've also I, been... I, I won't bring myself to state. I've also been working from home... Um, doing my own business stuff um, for my Be Presentable business as well, who sort of pon- sponsor well, our podcast. Do you want to tell us a bit more about that business? No, nah, nah, I don't think we should go- keep going into it. It's a bit, you know, well, enough about that. But one good, one funny thing that did happen is that I did a full sort of three-hour training session with a university. 
Um, and afterwards, I had some good feedback from a chap online on my LinkedIn and uh, on Twitter and so on. So I dropped him a message, said, would you mind doing a quick sort of video um, review that I can sort of post on my social media and my website and things like that? So I've been talking to this chap all afternoon about, you know, what kind what kind of things he could, you know, maybe think about putting in the review and, you know, just things like that. Not Not putting words in his mouth, but just saying, tell me what you learned and all that kind of thing. So I get a video sent to me a couple of hours later and it was a fantastic review. It really was. The only problem was he called me Mark all the way through it. <laughs> but bearing in mind we'd been speaking on LinkedIn all afternoon and I'd done a three-hour training session um, with my name's James. So where Mark came from, I'm not sure. But uh, it's one of those situations, you know, when you're not quite sure, you know, because they've done you a video, they've obviously, you know, they've done you a favour. I didn't really want to correct him. I weren't really sure about, you know, it's embarrassing it, when you have to correct someone who's got your name wrong because you don't want to embarrass them and it's an embarrassing situation, isn't it? So... I mean, did you consider changing your name by default to Mark? I, I, what, like like uh, Hugo Boss? Like um, the fella did who changed yeah. his name to Hugo Boss? Yeah, I did. I did consider that. I thought maybe I could just go with Mark in future. Um, I even did should a we, bit... Should, we, I did should an... we just redo the intro to this episode? If, do you want to do that now? Yeah, go on then. All right, okay. Okay, welcome to the Waste of Web Space podcast, episode 58. Starring Mark and Fisher. That works right, doesn't it? Yeah, it's all right, yeah. Are we actually starting the I whole podcast again then? No, no, we'll, we'll, we'll carry on from where we left off. It'll be <laughs> interesting to just see how it sounds. Fair enough. Uh, anyway, so yeah, that, that's what happened to me. Somebody uh, got my name wrong anyway. Uh, anyway, for now, a word from our sponsors. Ever had that problem where someone calls you the wrong name, but you don't correct them, and then when they carry on, it's just too late? Don't want the embarrassment of having to tell them yourself? Give Correct My Name a call. We're a discreet service and can offer a carefully arranged name drop to correct your name and save you the embarrassment. Whatever the situation, give us a call and we'll send an agent trained in the arts of being subtle to drop your real name into conversation. I was being called Solomon for six weeks by a bloke at Wecking Men's Club, but my real name's Dave. So I called Correct My Name, and for a reasonable fee, they came out and sneaked into your rhinos with fella and just casually dropped my real name into conversation like, and it were done. I'm not Solomon anymore. I'm Dave. I've got my name back. I've got my life back. So, if you can't take being called the wrong name anymore, then give our office a call on 772-883 and ask for Julie. It's Steve, you tip. Sorry, Steve. So, time for drinks then. Uh, and with our podcast title being called Nobody's Going or No One Should Be Going to Scarborough Fair, I have got to drink that I think we've had before on this uh, uh, podcast for sure. It's Scarborough Fair IPA by Wald Top Brewery. Strong and well hopped for the voyage, sending IPA from the Walds to the world. Brewed with predominantly walled grown pale ale, malt, base, maize and triple hot blend. This IPA is also certified to have gluten content that is below the codex standard of 20 ppm. Was that helpful? I really don't care about anything <laughs> along those lines. I did notice on the front of the bottle it says 6%, so uh, great selection. Does it? Oh, I didn't realise it was that strong. So uh, I'll open that. And, uh, are we going to do that trick where you're going to pass it through to me? Yes. Okay, in which case, I better uh, I better get mine poured. <laughs> okay. We didn't think about that, did you? See, I messed it up last week, so is it your turn to mess it up this week? Right, this is yours and Fisher. Hang on. 
I've got two bottles of this, okay? So we're going to go this way, okay? Uh, so here is um, the Scarborough Fair IPA by Wald Top Brewery. Uh, just going to pass it this way. There you go, Fisher. How's that? Oh, thank you very much, Jimbo. Cheers. No worries. And mine's just over here. Appreciate it. There yep. you go. Cheers. Oh, it's strong, that, isn't it? What do you think? Oh, it's, it's very strong. It Mine is. seems to be quite a bit darker than yours <laughs> as well. just poured the drink all over myself and all over my iPad, but anyway. Um, so, it's the new feature on our show, Fisher, which, if you remember, it's a, it, we call it show and tell, don't we? So we have a different item each week, and I have to give you two different reasons as to what this item is, and you've got to guess what the real reason is. Is that okay? So, I've brought it this week, so we did, but we both did it last week, it seems like the first one, but we're going to take it in turns, aren't we? So I've got the item this um, week. Yeah, I think it depends really how much sort of interesting stuff we've got in the house, but uh, we'll, we'll alternate, certainly. To make the feature last longer, I think we should just both take it in turns, I suppose. Uh, but anyway, here I have, this is this week's item. Can you see that? Yeah, it looks like, is it maybe some kind of LED light? Well, it's not that bloody smoke alarm we were going on about a few weeks ago, <laughs> is it? No. I'm going to press it, it's got a button on it, okay? Welcome to the Waste of Webspace podcast. So, it's like a little... Um, voice recorder little thing so you can record like yeah. very short little bits of audio and then you can reset it and replace it okay so i'm going to give you two explanations as to what this is and where it came from okay reason number one this came from a out of a teddy bear that i got over i don't know I might be talking sort of 12 15 years ago now um from an ex-girlfriend and the teddy bear had her voice on it okay but when the uh, relationship broke down, I had this teddy bear still with her voice in the teddy bear when you pressed it, and it said something. And the teddy bear, I, 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 I didn't really want to keep the teddy bear because obviously you, I didn't, I didn't want to keep something that you know was that had an ex-girlfriend's voice in it. So I decided that I didn't want to throw the teddy bear away either because teddy bears are quite sweet and innocent things, aren't they, Fisher? Would you say? Uh are you still there? Yes. To I've noticed a lot of people are pointing teddy bears in the window, so good on them. Yeah, but, but now I, I didn't want to chuck I'm it. Still... I, I didn't want to chuck, chuck it into a skip. So what I decided to do is I've got some. Uh, I've got a niece, on I had a niece at the time. I've got I've got nieces still now, obviously. But um, I had just one niece at the time. So I decided to uh, ask my grandma to decapitate or take apart the the teddy bear, take the voice box out, do it back up, and then I could give the teddy bear to my niece. So that's reason number one. Okay, reason. <laughs> okay. Reason number two is that actually I found this when I was moving house and it was just as it was in a cupboard, okay, and with lots of random items when I moved house, okay, and it was when I forgot my first house. Also in that cupboard, there was a DVD called Lesbian Flesh Pots and a tiara crown, which looked quite expensive, like it could have been from a wedding or something like that, okay? Um, and this was in there as well. And when I pressed it, there was like a, a weird sort of crackling noise on it. And it took me quite a while to work out what it actually did and what this thing were. When I realised it could record my own voice, I then sort of just obviously kept hold of it and carried it around with me and pressed it all the time and recorded different things down it. And on this occasion, I've chosen to have this. 
Welcome to the Waste of Webspace podcast. So there you go. So that was it. So Eva, it came from a teddy bear from an ex-girlfriend that uh, I got removed from the teddy bear, or it was found in a cupboard when I was moving into my first house along with other really random items such as uh, lesbian flesh pots DVD, uh, which I don't own anymore, unfortunately, uh, <laughs> and uh, a, a sort of silver-ish t- tiara thing that looked like it came from a wedding or something. Okay. Uh, oh, by the way, can I have my DVD back, Jim? <laughs> of course you can. Um, uh so, I suppose the question I'd like to ask is, what was the recorded message on there from your former girlfriend? Well, it, you know, it was something, it was something nice and, 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 and something nice that boyfriend and girlfriend say to each other. Okay. Um, I presume there was, just, you was just one message on there? That you wouldn't want a teddy bear to say. It, it was nothing that you wouldn't want a teddy bear to say to you. It was just one so, message, yeah. Yeah, so I assume it was, you know, come and cuddle me or something like that. Or, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. That, that kind of thing yeah um not sort of what do you think about the current state of the middle east peace plan at the moment yeah no nothing about that nothing too high brown so uh, this uh, do you say you asked your grandmother to yes. be cast out the teddy bear yeah take the teddy Was bear she willing apart. to do that she seemed well yeah because it got done so yeah what did she use to decapitate it did she have a butcher's knife out and a butcher's block well I seem to think that I did it because I didn't also want my grandma to be able to press the thing and hear the message on it. So I decided to, to do that myself and then ask my grandma to stitch it back up, basically. All right, okay. have you still got the teddy bear? No, the teddy bear went to my niece. All oh, right, okay. sorry, yes, of course. Yeah, I was just checking to make sure you're giving a consistent <laughs> story there. Um, how wanna, old is your wanna... niece now? Oh, seven. Okay. Uh, well, that's a bit strange because you said you gave it to your niece who's now seven and it was about 15 years. <laughs> or did, did you keep the teddy bear for a while and it was only later on that you yeah, chopped the teddy bear that's, up? Yeah, that's the one, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, I th- I look, actually, to be 100% sure, I was thinking about this the other day and I can't remember if it is my niece or somebody else in the family, but I'm pretty sure it is my niece. Okay. Um, well, that's, that's well covered your tracks. Um, <laughs> Do you quiz me on the other cupboard, one? Then. The cupboard, Whereabouts yeah. was the cupboard located? It was the airing cupboard in the uh, bedroom, main master bedroom. Okay. Um, do you think putting an airing cupboard in a master bedroom is a convenient place to put it, or would you prefer to have placed it elsewhere? The airing cupboard? Yeah. No, it was quite good, actually, because it kind of added a bit of warmth in the winter months. Yeah, that's what I think sometimes yeah. about having an airing cupboard in the main bedroom. Yeah. yeah. That's um, not for now, but it's a different conversation, isn't it? Uh, well, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> When he gets, when is, he that, gets is, that gonna, is that going to be our question on the? Uh, fa- we noticed that you couldn't add a Facebook poll to the bottom of your video on Facebook. Is that going to be our question? <laughs> where would you Probably, like the yeah. air? If you could have an airing cupboard in the house, where would you like it? Is that what we're going to go mm. for? Really boring questions. Well, you got you got to find out what their opinions are. Where where else would that be asked? Yeah. Um, I suppose. Why would you? Why would you not check in the airing cupboard regularly? Was it in some kind of container? This no, it, item? no. It was when when we when we first moved in. So oh, I was, you I was sort of doing cleaning and you know sorting everything out and yeah. So hang on, it was it was was it there in the house already? What the DVD and the and the voice box? Yeah. Yes, it was there when we moved oh, in. All right. Yeah. Sorry, I thought I thought it was there. I thought you said you, you found it when you were moving out. No, and moving took it with in. You. So it's not yours. So you're handling stolen property effectively. <laughs> or <laughs> yeah. or was that voice box and porn DVD? Um, listed on the items that you get when you're selling a house. You know, you can kind of tick, are the carpets and yeah. curtains included? Who's, who's your internet provider? Who, who is, provides is utilities? Lesbian, is lesbian flesh pots included? Yeah, tick. Um, you know, is there a weird voice recorder that you might be able to use on episode 58 <laughs> of your podcast? Tick. Um, is there a tiara? Yep, of course there is. 
Um, so I suppose what further question is what happened to the other possessions that were there? Uh, I don't know actually. I can't. I can't. What happened to the crown? Um, the tiara thing. Lesbian flesh pots. You know. I mean, obviously never watched it. I think it just got ch- just got chucked in the bin eventually. Obviously. Okay. No one has DVD it. players anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, they're, they're obviously two very plausible things. Um, which house? Which house was it that you moved into? My first ever house. First ever house. Yes. Okay. In High Green. Um, and you, presume you don't know the people you bought it off, or you don't you don't particularly know them. No, no. Okay. So it's not as though you moved into a house that relatively used to have no. there. Kind of thing. Okay. Um, Uncle John. <laughs> yeah, not again. Um, were you tempted to get in touch with the previous owner and say, "Look, you've left some items there"? <laughs> Definitely not. Do you want your lesbian flesh pots back? Yeah. Well, it might have been the tiara. You know, guessing you know when it, it was a man and woman moving out, and, and uh, they were kind of. Have you even sure you cleaned out the airing cupboard? Look, like I'm just going to do the airing cupboard. No, no, don't do that. Don't do it. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll look after that. <laughs> um, I so, so two very plausible things. Actually, it does remind me that a couple of things got left in, um, in our house when we moved in. So that might be something that I use for a future, a future uh, yeah. possession, maybe. So I'm going to have to um, push you for a final answer. So which one was it? I think. It was left in the house alongside lesbian flashbots. So, two weeks in a row, I've managed to get you to choose the wrong answer. Uh, it was actually the first one that it was from uh, a, a girlfriend. And um, yeah, the, 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 there is a little bit of truth in the second one in that I did find lesbian fleshpots when I was moving into my first ever house but this item wasn't part of the items that were left away there was a crown tiara but this wasn't from that incident but there you go once again welcome to the waste of webspace podcast there you go hope you enjoyed that little feature how did you how did you find that fisher i mean obviously i, I tricked you I'm, I'm quite good at uh telling the old porky yeah i think that can you only record one message on there at a time yeah all right so say it would have been good if you could have recorded it to say what the actual answer was. <laughs> I think that would have been a nice little feature on it. Yeah, arguably. Uh, I thought it was very good. Well done. Thank you. So, okay, uh, are we going to talk a bit about uh, news and so on now, or have we got any apologies or anything like that? I think we've got a headline, actually, haven't we? Or... Uh, well, we've got a headline, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yeah, sorry, quote of the week. Um, and it comes from Pretty Patel, who I think we mentioned a few weeks ago, didn't we, when she did an interview, and she was talking about people who'd been arrested on counter-terrorism offences and obviously demonstrated she didn't know the difference between terrorism and counter-terrorism, which is obviously quite alarming to say she's Home Secretary. Um, and she, a lot of people have mentioned that um, they that she hadn't particularly been involved in the government's response to the coronavirus outbreak, which... To be fair, as Home Secretary, maybe she's not quite as heavily involved in it as some other people might be. Say, for example, the Chancellor's economic measures, Health Secretary, in terms of actually the health of the nation and all that sort of stuff. But nonetheless, she did give, uh, she, she, did, she did do the briefing yesterday. And she was talking about the amount of people who've been tested for the coronavirus. And she said, yesterday, there have been 300,034, 974,000. <laughs> which is just, um, it's just a meaningless number that makes no sense whatsoever. It is, yeah. <laughs> Did you ever watch the um, sketch show Mitchell and Webb? Yeah. When you play that game, Number Wang. Number Wang, yeah, which is really weird, actually, because Number Wang was around something... The, the, the whole... The, the sort of outside story of Number Wang was that some, there'd been an incident, hadn't there, where everyone was getting ill or getting sick outside of the studio, 
and nobody talks right, about okay. the incident. And then as as the Mitchell and Webb show, show sort of grinds to a halt and, and the last few episodes, it's all about how there's hardly any contestants left because whatever incidents happened in the outside world has crumbled and, yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you might be confusing two sketches there, but yeah, oh, the, I, I, think I, I think that might be another one that they did. All oh, right, um, fair enough. Yeah, sort of the, the continuity uh, it, quiz. It but, was another um, type of game show, though, weren't it? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, number Wang was okay. So thirty-one, seventy-five, twelve. That's number Wang. Wang. <laughs> so she just read out a lot of numbers. It was, <laughs> it was slightly amusing, anyway, that um, she was there outlining the government's response uh, in terms of extra funding for domestic abuse victims. Bear in mind, she's been accused of bullying people herself. Um, but what was quite amusing in particular, I suppose, as well, is that a lot of people were really pleased when the Conservative won the election because they didn't want Diane Abbott to be the Home Secretary because Diane Abbott was fairly useless and very bad at sort of getting the numbers right. Instead, we've got someone who just makes numbers up as they go along <laughs> that aren't actual numbers. Oh, there we go. I thought it tickled me a little bit. Okay, so... Um, yeah, on to the news then, which we're, we're probably not going to spend too much time on today, are we? Because, let's face it, the, we're still struggling, aren't we, to find anything else going on other than the old coronavirus. Um, but anyway, shall we Shall we have talk about a few things anyway? We'll try our best. We, we both pointed out, didn't we, that we, we noticed that uh, one of the news stories was that Holby City have donated their ventilators to the, the the cause, haven't they? So these, you know, the host, sort of new hospitals that have been set up and the hospitals that are requiring more ventilators and stuff like that. Holby City have donated their ventilators, which got us a bit slightly confused, didn't it, as to why they actually needed proper full working ventilators on the set of a TV show. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. You've got to, you've got to ensure it doesn't look sort of too much like Doctor in the 1970s with sort of like things made out of bits of cardboard or whatever. <laughs> but do they actually need the real genuine stuff? I mean... Imagine that the NHS can't get hold of stuff because it's too busy being sat in a TV show due to a yeah. prop on a TV programme. I mean, do you think Do you think if they say to an actor who's got a part in Holby City, the agent rings him up, I, great news, I've got you that part on Holby City. Have you? What, what part am I playing? Uh, you're playing the part of someone who has unfortunately just suffered a bad break to their leg. Oh, right, okay, do you think I'll be able to do that? Yeah, but they're very keen on Holby City. What you've got to do is, unfortunately, you've got to actually break <laughs> your leg really badly. And then you can do the role. Yeah, it's like if so, but but so they they've got so they have real ventilators, but not real doctors and nurses. Because that mean you know they could have given all the actual actors to the hospitals and said, "Go on, you crack on with job. You've worked on Holby City. You know what you're doing." Yeah. Well, how do we know they're not real doctors and nurses? Yeah. I mean, how how are the how are the um, how are the government going to fix the economy afterwards? Are they going to like sort of borrow lots of money from uh, the Monopoly board and Mister Moneybags or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> lots of his sort of plastic money, fake money. Uh, are yeah. they going to do things like that? They could do. Yeah, I think they could do whatever it takes to get us moving again. <laughs> Maybe u- utilize the things on television programs. Well, why um, not? How, I don't know if if you go in coron if you I, I don't watch Coronation Street or EastEnders. But at the moment, if you were to watch Coronation Street, is the Rover's Return still open? And is the Queen Vic still open in, uh, in, in EastEnders? Well, this is it, isn't it? Because, like, it's going to be, you know, because they, they film things like three months in advance, don't they, TV shows? So something that's on now on EastEnders potentially would have been filmed back in sort of January, just after Christmas. So back then they wouldn't have been doing any of this social distancing um, or, or anything like that. So... It's it's going to look pretty bad, isn't it? And I think they've actually... St- some of the soaps, although they, they stopped filming quite a few weeks ago now, I think they've actually taken some of their um, episodes off air as far as I'm aware, haven't they? Because because they don't want to 
mix up the messages about social distancing. I think that that's actually happened in, in some cases. Could they not record some of the episodes like we're recording <laughs> and just, just, just two split screens? Yeah. Oh, just, over to EastEnders. All they're doing at the moment is just two people are video calling each other. Yeah. Again, like we mentioned it a few weeks ago, it's a shame Leslie Grantham isn't uh, around anymore because he could have uh, <laughs> he could have done a fantastic episode. Imagine the controversy yeah. and the cliffhangers yeah. involved in that one. Dirty you know, Dendress some, as Captain Hook. You know, sometimes um, if there's only two people on an episode, it's referred to as a two-hander, isn't yeah. it? Um, well, EastEnders once had an episode with just Dot Cotton in it where she spoke to, I think, the ex-husband. Uh, and that was called a one-hander. Right. Which Leslie Grantham, obviously, would be fine at recording, wouldn't he? <laughs> uh, so moving on from TV then, um, have you seen also something else uh, that's that's come out of all the coronavirus and lockdown stuff that after 10 years of trying, uh, some giant pandas have finally decided to mate during the coronavirus lockdown at Hong Kong Zoo. So even they've got so bored that they've decided that they're going to, you know, pandas are notoriously difficult to get to do it, aren't they? They don't, they, they're not, they're not, they haven't got the high sex drive, have they? I've never tried, Jim. <laughs> You've never tried um, to get romantic with a panda? Nope, never. And again, it, this comes um, up, there's another occasion we yeah, mentioned it, pandas in the podcast, by the way. Uh, uh, You're breaking up a tiny bit, Fisher. Maybe a future quiz we could do. Uh, okay, well, no, it, that's the problem we've got with technology, I suppose. But yeah, maybe a thing we could do is do a quiz by uh, the things we mention regularly in the podcast. We could mention Leslie Grantham, your radio show, pandas. <laughs> Just have a section for each, each part. Frequent things that, that, yeah. But I suppose it's, it's something that maybe a lot of people uh, in lockdown um, are doing more of, possibly. So, yes. Sorry, you were breaking up there, Jimbo. It might be me breaking up. I don't know. <laughs> I it might be it... a, a strange internet connection between the two of us. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I did think is, it's not just a case of mated, but they've actually successfully conceived, I believe, is the case, isn't it? Yep. Um, so, but perhaps, to be fair to the pandas, perhaps they found it a bit off-putting. Maybe <laughs> just having loads of people walking past looking at them all the time. Maybe with the people there, he said, I'll tell you what, I can dim the lights now, put a few candles on, open a nice bottle of wine without someone just pressed up again. But then, cl- clearly, some, some animals... <laughs> So, some animals are clearly more like exhibitionists, though, aren't they? Because some animals just don't seem to care. They they love it. They they love the thrill of being of being watched. I suppose. I mean, you know, some of the car parks I've been to before the lockdown. I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, should we move on? I'm having to fill this dead air when we're breaking up between us. So I'm, I'm having to say controversial things to fill the gaps. Anyway, uh, what, what car what, park at Nolsey Safari? <laughs> what else have we got? Uh, well, the last podcast talked about Premier League football, Jack Grealish, didn't we? Yeah. Um, and how we'd encourage people to stay at home and save lives, like how we opened the podcast back in the days when our sound was working well. Um, and Kyle Walker also tweeted that people should stay at home and save lives. Yeah. Uh, do you know what he's ended that same evening, apparently? He, um, go on. I'm guessing he's gone out again. He can't no, help he, stayed at, he stayed at home. He stayed at home. Right, okay. He stayed at home. Okay. Do you know what he stayed at home with? Everybody. Did he have a party? He stayed at home with one of his friends and two prostitutes. <laughs> right, okay. Okay, these are very difficult economic times, Jimbo. Yeah. So, so maybe he's just helping the prostitutes sure he, out. I think he's just trying to keep that local economy moving yeah. by allegedly, allegedly, according to The Sun, so I must be right, probably not, probably a lot of rubbish, but he said it in The Sun on Sunday, uh, paid, I think, two, was it £2,200 yeah. for 
a night with two two ladies, apparently. I mean, by the sounds of it, one of them didn't have a clue who it was, but later found out he was a Premier League footballer and therefore um, went and sold the story. Clearly bad behaviour. Now, some celebrities have unfortunately been accused of bad behaviour when actually they, they, they're not. So, Alicia Dixon being one of those, uh, she posted pictures um, of herself enjoying the sun with her children and so on uh, in a big sort of outdoor area. So, a lot of people got in touch saying, what are you doing? You should be staying at home, staying indoors. Turned out that the pictures she'd taken of this nice outdoor area and so on was actually in a back garden, but because she's a celebrity, she's got such a big back garden that it looks like she was in a park. So some celebrities are getting a, getting it hard. I mean, okay, let's not let's not. I'm not going to be sympathetic. They've got a nice, massive garden, but um, they are getting a bit of flack sometimes where they don't need it. Oh, well, yeah. If, if she's looking up to have a big garden, then you you can't fault her for actually going out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You've gone a bit robotic again, for sure. Not like public park. Surely a back garden is a lot more. <laughs> surely it's a bit it's a bit more uh, homely. Yeah, you've gone a little bit more robotic again, but we're all right. Um, we'll, we'll we'll keep going and we'll see if we can get through this podcast, shall we? Because uh, we've broken up a couple of times up to now already. Um, I'm going to skip forward just a little bit to get a couple more things covered. Um, there was, um, just to finish up on the coronavirus stuff, there's probably a couple more things actually as well. Uh, because there was another celebrity that was behaving pretty badly as well, wasn't there? Um, and somebody else, uh, you know, celebrities are quite good at this sort of saying, you know, Follow these guidelines. Do this, do this, do this. But I'm not going to do that. So another one for sure, which you've got an example of, is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, uh, which is quite good for out. Easter. Schwarzenegger. Sorry, I know oh, before God. you said you didn't want to eat egg puns, but I've sneaked one in. I'm sorry. Oh, well. You know the really bad thing about that, Jimbo? Yeah. The sound was working fine then, so I actually heard <laughs> that one. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger went out for a coffee uh, whilst wearing a shirt, encouraged everyone to stay indoors. And he was pictured out going for a coffee. I suppose one, one thing that interests me is, what about these photographers who are out taking pictures of people who are out? Then surely they're out as well. <laughs> True, good a, point. a different story entirely. Uh, yeah, but he went for a coffee. Apparently it was him, his wife and his daughter, and they ordered two lattes and a black coffee. And uh, when the order was ready, she shouted up, uh, what have you all ordered? And his wife said, I've ordered a latte. And his daughter said, I've ordered a latte. And Alan Schwarzenegger said, I'll be black. <laughs> Can I just say as well and confirm... The audio quality was absolutely perfect um, for that joke, and therefore you deserve a. There you go. Uh, Thank you very much. Celebrities behaving badly again. Um, I mean, if you think, I, I don't, have, you, have you seen as well in the last few days that Donald Trump has um, done a couple of things? He, he basically, again, shouldn't shouldn't really be allowed to speak or be on Twitter. I don't think so. He caused a bit of upset on Friday when he said Happy Good Friday, everybody, when obviously to those that are religious um, and, and follow sort of, you know, Christianity and all that, Good Friday is not, not, not the day to be sort of celebrating, is it, I, I suppose? Um, so he said that. But then he also is, is kind of on a day where, you know, they sort of broke the record for the number of deaths in one day um, with the coronavirus in the USA. Um, he decided to sort of d- talk about the coronavirus as being a genius and a smart germ and, a, and basically bigging it up a little bit like it was like it like it's his mate. Yeah, he said. It's, well, yes, he said it's very clever, a very clever germ. It's so clever. The a- antibiotics are not working because his der- germ is See, just. If only we had. If only we had technical uh, problems uh, when Donald Trump was actually doing these. Uh, these. Did he not say? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, anyway. Um, 
So as well as that, then, we've got the um, motorist on the motorway who was caught doing 130 miles per hour, and when he was stopped by the police, he claimed that he was trying to get away from the coronavirus, so he was trying to avoid getting the coronavirus, which I know it's a fast-spreading virus, but 130 miles per hour? I don't know, it could be a genuine story. Well, it's a genuine story because he said he was going to do it. That's <laughs> what he was doing. I thought you'd be a bit... It's a bit of a poor excuse to give, isn't it? Because there was someone who was um, on a fishing trip. It sounds like Gavin and Stacey. But he went from he went from Torquay, oh sorry, from London to Torquay, about 200 miles, claiming he was just going fishing. Um, I find it quite strange. I mean, 130 miles an hour. What's the fastest you've ever driven at, Jimba? I uh, don't think I ever reached 130 miles per hour. I think if I'm, I mean, I should should I be? Are you trying to lure me into some sort of trap here and get me into trouble? Well. Well, no, because obviously this speed that he went at was clearly on a private road, so it was therefore totally legal. Oh, right, okay, fair enough. Well, for me, I, I have, I've, I've never done above 70 miles per hour. Even though, even though I said it was a private road and you can get away with doing it legally. Uh, on, I've, never, on, on, I've never driven on a private road at that speed, so... All right, okay. Never mind, <laughs> And, you know, unless you're talking about my drive, I don't think I'd be able to pick up that much speed. Okay, never, never mind. <laughs> um... Shall we move on to the next section? Or is there uh, any other bit of news you wanted to cover before we move on? I know we've been yeah, having technical difficulties today, um, but uh, we seem to be okay at the minute. Uh, I'm not sure there is anything else that we, uh, that we need to cover. Um, actually, should we talk about the New Zealand Health Minister? Yes. He tried, he encouraged everyone to stay at home yep. and save lives. And then do you know what he did? Go on. He got invited to a sex party with <laughs> Kyle Walker <laughs> and two prostitutes in Manchester. No, oh, sorry, wrong person, wrong person. He... Went to the beach with his family. Right, okay. And do you know sometimes when someone does something controversial, yeah. sometimes they get the full backing of their Prime Minister? Yeah. Do you know what she said about him? Go on. She said, well, I would have sacked him, but unfortunately now's not the time to sack him because <laughs> he does actually have an important job and he does know it quite well. Yeah. So he's been demoted. He is the lowest out of all the government ministers I've got now. Right. And the only reason he's staying on as health minister is the fact that he's got quite a good knowledge of the coronavirus and knows what's happening. I think he's only, in the, only in the last few got. days the Prime Minister of New Zealand's actually announced that the, uh, the two fair in the Easter Bunny, Bunny, Bunny are classed as essential workers. Uh, which I think was obviously an announcement for the children more than anything. But uh, New Zealand have actually tackled the whole thing quite well, haven't they? Because they've only got um, they've got a very low uh, fertility rate, haven't they? Because they locked down particularly early, which has obviously seen our government get quite a lot of criticism as well, hasn't it? About how um, you know we didn't maybe do it as quick as we should have done. Sorry, hang on. What rate have they got that's quite low? A low fertility rate. Oh right, okay. I didn't fatality, say fertility. Right. Fatality. It sounded like. I didn't it sounded like you said fertility. I, I didn't say it's his connection there, fertility. It may have sounded like that, but I didn't say that. Right. <laughs> they need Stop to have a chat it. with those pandas. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. There we go. But yeah, um obviously our government, um I I'm not sure about what I get about this. some people are praising Boris Johnson like he's the next Winston Churchill for guiding us through this crisis when actually he's not finished doing that yet. And also um, he didn't really, you know, or, or the government in general, not just Boris Johnson, didn't really take the maybe speedy approach that the World Health Organization had suggested. And, um, you know, although I'm not one of those people that wish um, badly on Boris Johnson, obviously I wanted him to get well and it's, it's good that he appears to be, um, for them to sort of start saying, uh, let's, let's, let's give him a clap on a, on a, on a certain evening, I, I'm not sure about that, considering that it was his party and uh, probably himself as well who 
who decided that they'd applaud when they won a vote for cut or not raising the wages of nurses um, a few years ago, if anyone, if you remember that, Fisher. I do remember that. And, and obviously, it sounds like Boris Johnson, I think, has possibly left hospital today as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's obviously good news, and we very much uh, wish him well. Uh, the same as we do for anyone who catches this particular really bad virus that, um, that you can get. It was quite amusing, wasn't it, though, just seeing the fly going around the Facebook <laughs> saying, clap for Boris. I, mean, <laughs> I don't uh, think he needs any... Of, he probably doesn't need any help with that, does he? No, no, I think he's, think he's covered on that front. <laughs> uh, but... As I say, it must be very frustrating for him. He's obviously realised he's left Dominic Raab in charge of the country, so he's tried to get himself out of hospital and back onto the front line as soon as possible. Do you, do you know what's interesting about Dominic Raab, by the way? Go on. He's a black belt in karate, and he's already had a hip replacement. Oh, there you go. That is great fact, great news. Where do you get that from? Uh, ju- well, just the internet, so it might not be true. But I think it was. <laughs> I think it is. The Waste of Web Space podcast. You can find us online, wasteofwebspace.co.uk. We're on Twitter... We're on Facebook, and Fish is always on Pornhub, dirty boy. So, I thought I would do a little feature for you, Fisher, that involves Easter, because, of course, it's Easter, and uh, we want something Easter-themed, don't we, in the old podcast? What do you reckon? We do, and fingers crossed you do the majority of the talking because our internet connection is not that good, so hopefully <laughs> you ask long, complicated answer, uh, questions and I'll give you a one-word answer. I feel like there's been an improvement since the first part of the podcast, so um, that's all right. To, to our viewers and listeners, you may may or may not have noticed that we have uh, had to record this in two segments because it got so bad that we've had to sort of restart it, haven't we? But anyway, never mind. That's what happens during these uh, difficult times, isn't it? So, Fisher, I'm going to do a quiz for you, a bit of a game, and it's going to be a bit of like a, a who am I quiz. So you know who am I, where you can answer questions and I, I can only say yes or no to your answers, those kind of things. I know uh, you are. Your name's Mark. No, it's not Mark. You know full well it's not. not we're not going in over that again. Anyway, so you've got to try and guess about about which celebrities um, these pe- these things are that I've got in a second. Okay, all be explained in a minute. But Fisher, what have you been doing with your spare time? How have you managed to fill some of your time being in lockdown? Uh, I because I've been that bored. I have actually rearranged all my spices in alphabetical order. Really? Where did you find the time? Uh, it was just at the end next to Tarragon. Hey, there we go. Oh, look, there you go. Symbol for you, a bit delayed, but there you go. Um, so, what I've been doing is, because it's Easter, I found I had some uh, old eggs, and unfortunately, I'd let them go out. I don't really eat many eggs, to be honest, and these came from um, Pancake Day quite a while ago, and I realised I still had them <laughs> in the fridge, <laughs> and they've gone out of date now. So what I have done is I have, I have, I have I've decorated the eggs and I've decorated them as some celebrities, and then I want you to do a bit of a Who Am I game with me, and you can ask so many questions, or you can ask, you know, like a 20 questions type thing, and guess who it is by asking, me, you know, are they a singer, are they a, you know, and I, or, you know, and I can say yes or no, and all that kind of thing. But you'll get a bit of an extra clue, because I've tried to decorate them as the celebrity that they are. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll be, you can describe, if, if you could do the job of describing what you can see to the, to the listeners as well, who can't see this on... On video, is that all right? Okay. Uh, so, yep. are you ready for the first one then? Here yep. is the first egg. Can you see that clearly? Okay, so that is an egg. There's not very many distinguishing features. <laughs> it's got a very plain face. Well, that um, that might help you though. That might that might very well help you. Okay. So, is it now for me to ask questions, to try if, and identify who want, that person is? Yeah. Okay. Um, are you a panel? 
Remind what, on the sorry? TV program Eggheads. No. Are no. you a panelist on the TV program Eggheads? No, no, but that would be a very good panelist on the program Eggheads. No, I'm not. Yeah. Um, are you a celebrity? Yes. Are you a singer? N no, but yes. So not, not, bad trade. Does... not bad trade. Have you recently been involved in singing, even though that's not necessarily your main profession that you're best known for? Yes. As well as being, I think I, I think I might know who this is. <laughs> does it no non-distinguishing features help now? Uh, it does actually a little bit. <laughs> um, are you are you as well as being an egg? Are you best friends with a baked potato? Yes. <laughs> so. Are you Matt Lucas? This is indeed Matt Lucas. Congratulations. Well done. See, you see what I mean now? That, that was the easiest person I could possibly have to, to put on an egg. I've not had to do much there, have I? Um, well, that's a bit offensive to Matt Lucas, but yes, it's fair to say... He's, well, he's got no hair, got, has he? got no hair. So but... it helps. So, are you ready for the next one? Yep. Okay. So, here's the next one. Right, guys. So, this person <laughs> appears to have got black hair, sunglasses... Um, They've got something on the side of the face, which may be some ears, where it might be, it might have done some square brackets. Um, <laughs> instead of got a mouth, it, it doesn't have a mouth, but it looks like he's playing the harmonica. And he's maybe got a chin, which... Can I explain the odd, the odd sort of face features? Is, is meant to represent not-so-great plastic surgery. Okay. Right, okay. Um, so, is it 20 questions again? Yeah. I'm, I'm not okay, counting, you... but, you know. Are you Simon Cowell? Yay! Well done, congratulations. <laughs> now, did you manage to get that because of... How did, does it look like Simon Cowell, or was it because I said about bad plastic surgery? Yeah, I watched Prince's Got Talent last night, and as soon as you mentioned bad plastic surgery, it kind of gave it away, really. <laughs> well, I thought it were relevant, because you are right. Britain's Got Talent's been back on. Did you enjoy it? I've not watched it myself, but how did you find it? Uh, it's quite good. Um, there were... If you watch the end of it, there's, I think, I think it's last act, a fantastic uh, group of dancers from India who were called X, X1X. Right, okay. Who did some kind of amazing dance acrobatics act that really was quite impressive. I would highly recommend watching that just for the sheer wow factor of it. It was quite impressive. I'll ch I will check that out. Uh, next, then, are you ready for the next one, then? I've, I've put a lot more effort into this one, Fisher. So I hope you're ready. Okay. okay. Yep. Right, so <laughs> you... <laughs> It's, it's put something up. It suggests this person's maybe got ginger hair or red hair. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're wearing glasses. Um, they've got something like a smile, but he might have got a bolted dish on his face. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> his, his nose is quite simply enormous. Uh, uh, maybe um, it's not that big. I, I think that was a bit, bit, bit of bad, bad, bad artwork on the egg. Yeah. Either that or he's, he's got a magnet stuck to the front of his face in the U shape. Um, so. So we'll, we'll play 20 questions again, and my initial question would be, say, is it Chris Evans? It's not Chris Evans, no. <laughs> if you're going with the hair, then you're on the right track. Um, is it Joe Brand? No. Uh, is this person an actor? Uh, they've done some acting, but they're not an actor. Okay. Um, singer? Yes. Uh, is it... Are they still... Are they a popular singer? Are they sort of in a band that's quite current? Uh, they're not in a band, but they oh, are... Oh, sorry. They are, are they a quite current artist? Yep. Um, should this person, if you'd have done their arms, would it be covered in tattoos? Um, I'm not 100% sure on that one. I, I, I couldn't give you an answer there. I don't know about their tattoo... Their tattoo... 
Ness. <laughs> okay, right. Uh, when you said he does a bit of acting, was he in the A-team? Mm, I don't think so. Oh, hold on a minute. I know what you're getting at now. Yes, yes. Uh, does this person live in Lowestoft in a Lego house? Is it? It's Ed Sheeran, isn't it? Well done. Congratulations. It is Ed Sheeran. There you go. So, uh, But it's not Ed Sheeran. Can I just make clear? Are you going to say it's Egg Sheeran, It's Egg Sheeran. There you go. Congratulations. Uh, are you ready for the last one? Okay, because I've only got four. I did use two eggs out of this egg box, so I've only got one That's left. Like pancakes. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, but I've used them. At least they've been useful. Yeah. You know. I don't, don't disagree on that front. Okay. Um, so I feel a bit bad for wasting them because I just don't eat many eggs, but like you know, I've, I've actually used them and thrown them away. Uh, so there you go. This is going to be a bit more difficult. Okay, so this appears to be a lady, although it's difficult to tell, although obviously you've got to be careful in terms of what you say in this, uh, this, this world of being gender neutral and all that sort of stuff. Um, she's obviously cross-eyed by the looks of it. Um, she's... Um, it looks like she's a bit like Peppa Pig, so like got noses on both sides of her face. She's got nice eyelashes. She's got uh, black hair that appears to be jet black hair that's kind of almost bobbed. Would you say that's a bob style? Uh, possibly, yeah. Uh, um, surprisingly, she's completely bald on the back of her head as well. <laughs> I, haven't done I, didn't have time. I, I didn't have time to do the back. Didn't have time to do the back, okay. Uh, so I'm going to sit. Look, it looks like someone, for example, who, who might be Courtney Cox, might be the kind of person she looks like. I'm not saying that's who it is. No. Although I, that wasn't a guess. I was just, oh, that's fair enough. That, that was just describing it to our audio listeners. I, I would just like to say that. Um, had I had, had I've got a darker egg, I would have opted to draw this on a, a darker coloured egg. All right, okay, Let's steady on. Um, no, you know what I mean. I'm just trying to help. Uh, right. Um, is this person a singer? Are they an actor? No. Um, just a, a general TV personality. A uh, politician. Um. Yes, you in the in the right ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Not, ooh, let me think. They're certainly involved have, in politics. Have they been in the news recently? They're, they're generally somebody who's who's they're always they, they tend to always be in and around the news every now and again. Not not so much over the last right. over the last say um, three or four three years maybe. Not not so much over the last three years. I have a thing. In particular, probably they probably went a bit quieter in the last three years. Gone quite in the last three years. So that suggests have they perhaps lost an election? Not lost in an election, no. Um, have they been? Oh, oh, I never think. I, I suppose this is this is not great podcasting. Me, me just thinking, <laughs> is it? Uh, are, are, are they British? No. Um, are they? Are they American? Yep. Is it Hillary Clinton? Uh, is it Michelle Obama? Congratulations! Well done. It is indeed Michelle Obama. I'm very scared of dropping these eggs, by the way, over some very important and expensive recording equipment. Uh, but there you go. Uh, that is Michelle Obama. Um, but it's not Michelle Obama. It's Fisher. Um, me Shell Obama. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Me, me Michelle I... Obama. But yeah, me eggshell works just as good. Well done. Congratulations. Uh, thank you very much. Did did you uh, did you enjoy that game at all? Enjoy uh... that. It was very good. Thank you very much. Yeah, really good. You sure it was? Do you promise? Yep. <laughs> There's a rat in your kitchen. What are you going to do? Just give us a call. Treble six four two. 
Got pest problems? Rats? Mice? Lice? Prince Andrew? Give us a call. We'll sort it. Whether it's vermin, insects, alleged paedophiles, or the president of an entire country, no problem is too big or small. Unless it's Brexit. We're not dealing with that shit. We'll even remove the Daily Mail and the Sun from your Twitter newsfeed. There's a rat in your kitchen, what are you gonna do? Just give us a call, treble six four two. Okay, so on to Fisher's little quiz that you've got lined up for us. I'll put my eggs away now. Okay, um, <laughs> thanks. Um, so I've got a quiz lined up, which is particularly around old things on the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a bit mindful that, given the current circumstances we're living in, all of a sudden, you know, your mum and dad are going to start using the internet again, aren't they? Yeah. And they probably heard about the internet a few years ago. And, yeah, they'll be talking about some... They don't, they don't quite keep up with the times at times, their parents, so... They'll be talking about sort of Ask Jeeves and all that sort of stuff, aren't they? That's the, the internet from their era, and they still think that's the current stuff you use. So I've got questions about things that have maybe phased out or not there anymore. I've got ten questions, so I wonder what you what you think to it. So, how much is it estimated that preparation for the Millennium Bug cost? Is it about $300 billion or around $300 million? So the now, mil- given the sound quality is not very good, I would say that the first one, I said billion dollars, and the second one, million dollars. <laughs> no, I picked that up. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, was the Millennium Bug one of those things that was really overly, like, worried about, and actually it turned out not to be a big deal? Is that right? Yeah, a bit like coronavirus. Think, yeah. <laughs> um, well, let's just hold that thought, shall we? Um, but in t- they, they expected sort of planes dropping out of the sky and everything, didn't they, with, uh, with a sort of Millennium Bug? They worried about all sorts of stuff. Um, yeah. All because they didn't think computers could deal with the, the numbers, basically. Is that right? Yeah, they got confused. Um, I think some programming language couldn't handle going from 1999 to 2000. I think some <laughs> computer systems went from nine. They went, they went from 1999 to 1900. Kind of thing. Which is funny because or, you'd have thought that, like, you know, when when you know, it's not like computers have been around for centuries, is it? You'd have thought they'd have thought about that. Yeah, I mean, who did the programming language? Pretty Patel. <laughs> um, let's go. I, I do... I mean, a billion was probably... You know, we're talking billions. It's, it's, more, it's probably about a, no, a more normal number now compared to what it were back then. So I'm going to go with the millions, I think, because billions would have been too much back then, I think. So I'm going to go with a million. With, with, was it three million, you said? 300 billion or 300 million. 300 million in that case. And unfortunately, you'll be wrong. Oh, right. That's a lot of money to spend on, on that, isn't it? Uh, yeah, but there wasn't really that bigger effect in the grand scheme of things, yeah. the general, general consensus afterwards. But then maybe, perhaps it was only not much of an effect because they talked out the problems before. Yeah, yeah. And spent money on it. Who knows? Um, Bebo, what does Bebo stand for? Do you remember Bebo? I do. It was a social media site, weren't it? Or like one of the first ones. like A, a bit like a MySpace. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, did you have an account on Bebo? No, nah, no, nah, not for me. No, um, I don't know what it stands for, but um, no, I, I couldn't even have a guess. I was going to try and think see if I could work it out. Is that is this a quiz, by the way? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Sorry, this is, this is <laughs> have you got any? Um, have you got, any, you have you got multiple choice, mate? <laughs> uh, I've got multiple choice. Does it stand for breathe easy, bring originality, uh, just encouraging people to sort of be original, be creative, or is it blog early, blog often? Oh, blog was was that a bit early for 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 the word blog? Was blog, bloggers, you know, I suppose it's been around longer than what probably possibly think. 
Uh, let's go with the second one. Let's go with blog. Blog early, blog often. You'll be right. Interesting. It's not a question. It's not actually a question formally in the quiz. No, not that the quiz is actually a formal <laughs> thing. You, you, don't, you don't get a certificate after doing it or anything like that. But do you know the word blog? Where that comes from? No, I don't. I think, or maybe I do, but I forgot. <laughs> okay. Well, well, which one you don't or you do? No, I don't. I don't. I, I, I pop, when you say it, I probably think oh, I have been told that before, but I can't remember. Uh, it's it's a com combination of the of the word weblog. And they've got rid of the W and the E at the front yeah. of it. So what was weblog just got rid of the first two letters and became blog. Yeah. Mm. So there we go. Um, well, that's the end of the quiz today anyway. So, <laughs> no, um, thought, like, what did the weblog national... would have made more sense? It, blog sounds weblog, yeah. better, but weblog, because it's then it's more like it makes more sense, whereas just the B itself doesn't really make any sense, does it? But anyway. I don't see why I didn't just call it weblog. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> What did the National Space Agency of Ukraine do in relation to Bebo in October 2008? Was it that they sent messages from around 500 Bebo users to a distant planet? The message will be received in 2028. Or did they live stream the takeoff of a Ukrainian mission to Mars? It was described as Bebo's biggest ever event. Right. Well, I don't know what the point in sending a message to another planet would be because they don't they, they've got no idea if that message can be received and they, they couldn't be that accurate to I, I don't know I don't think they, they could know that so I think it, that's a pointless exercise whereas I, I think the thing about the uh, live streaming was it did you say the, the the launch of the Ukrainian space mission or whatever it was so I'll go with that yeah. one yep and you'll be wrong Okay. Yeah, they did actually send, for 501 users, they sent messages from Bebo users in U the Ukraine to a far distant planet, um, and it would take about 20 years for it to get there. I'm not sure what they not sure what they were gonna, it was going to say in the message, you know. Mm -hmm. This technology is now redundant, no one uses the website Bebo anymore, something like that. Um, Lycos, do you remember the word Lycos? Do you oh, remember Lycos? I do remember Lycos, that was a search engine as well, was it? Search engine, I think it got a big black dog as its logo, Yeah. if you remember. Um, where does the name come from? Is it a play on the words lie because, as the inventors want to produce a search engine that will promote a greater level of, tr as, of, of knowledge, of, of truth and knowledge? Or is it short for the Latin word lycoside, which means wolf spider? Oh, um, <laughs> um, I, I think the first one seems to make more sense, but whether, I don't know, like, I, I don't think, I don't think back back then people believed that there was so much fake news as what there is now, and that you know it was there wasn't as much on the internet to be inaccurate, I suppose, possibly. So I would say the first, the second one, um, and it was something to do with, like you say, second. yeah, yeah. Let's go with the second one. Yeah, the wolf spider. You'd be right. It was wolf spider. Um. So, can you remember Friends Reunited? Did you have a profile on that? I, I never did, no. We were too young I for that, I think we were probably we? a little bit too young. Yeah. It was sort of probably the first social networking website in the UK, perhaps. Yeah. Kind of the people who'd left school sort of putting the details on there and all of a sudden they could reconnect like they never had done before. A bit redundant because um, people sort of do but it was, that it was while... was very, very popular. But people do that now while they're at school, don't they? So it, you, they never kind of lose the contact in the first place as, as you did when you originally would have left school, you would have completely lost contact, wouldn't you? In the past. Are we there? <laughs> oh, God, he's gone again. Uh, I'm not too sure, Jim, but I think we're losing contact there because you've got... 
Yeah, I think we're losing contact at the moment, unfortunately. My voice has probably gone quite robotic. No, you're all right, you're all right to me. I can hear uh, you okay. Uh, okay. Well, you kind of broke up a bit, but whatever. Anyway. Okay. So I, friends re- I, friends I was just re- making the point that people don't... Um, People don't kind of lose touch now because you, you sort of start, you stay on social media together at school, at start of school, and then you'd leave school and now you don't lose contact like you used to do. Yeah, you didn't have to, you didn't have to reiterate the point. I, was just, oh, okay. I would have just watched it back when I watched, when I watched recording later <laughs> on tonight. Um, but yeah, uh, Friends Reunited was a particularly popular website. Yeah. It, it was bought in 2005 for about 120 million with also an option to pay an extra 50 million depending on how well the website performed, who bought it in 2005 for a price between 120 and 170 million? Was it ITV or was it Virgin? Uh, interesting. I mean, I've got, I've got nothing to say which one it could be, couldn't be, but I think, I think, I think Virgin would have been more likely to, because they've got, I would say Virgin have got a bigger, well, then again, ITV's part owned by the Murdoch Group and all that sort of thing, isn't it? So... So it's a tricky one. I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to say Virgin because I think they have quite an array of different sort of products and and sects sections and things like that. So I'm going to go with Virgin. Uh, you'll be wrong. It was ITV. Uh, Can I just I ask a question? Is your wife on Netflix? Uh, she's not. I hope not because we've not got a Netflix subscription. Or or anything anything heavy on the Wi-Fi. Uh, not that I'm not that I'm aware of. Um, <laughs> I can check later on. We do normally watch this back together, so I'm sure she can comment at the time as to whether or not she was watching internet TV. Because or she could well end up being the next title in the next podcast, the next episode yeah. title. Uh, as far as I'm aware, she's not she's not doing anything untoward with the amount of bandwidth <laughs> we use. Um, ITV, by the way, sold uh, Friends Reunited. They, they paid between 120 million and 170 million for it in 2005. They sold it in 2009. Do you have a guess roughly how much you sold it for? So how much did they buy it for again, sorry? It's somewhere between 120 and 170 million, depending they, on... They've got to have made a loss on it, so let's say 30 million. Oh, it's close. 25 million is what right. they sold it for. Okay. So quite a big loss on there. Um, MySpace, remember, everyone remembers MySpace, yeah, don't they? particularly Tom. He was everyone's mate, weren't he? Everyone's mate. Well, he was everyone's mate. Um, Tom Anderson, I think his name was. Uh, not to be confused with the referee on Gladiator, <laughs> John Anderson. Oh, you um, ready? You will go on my first whistle. <laughs> oh, um, I met him. Met him once did at you? university. Yeah. Yeah, he did some. Yeah, there was some kind of gladiators um, superstar singing. and he was a referee on it. All he did was um, whistle at you. So that could have that could have been a good question for a possession, couldn't it? It could have been. The time I met John Anderson. Um, You've given it so, away. Uh, so, which music act is be- which music act is believed to be the celebrity with the most MySpace friends? Is it Linkin Park or Eminem? Ah, this is tough because both were really big at the sort of time, I think. So, but I, 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 I reckon, and I, I think based on the scene at the time and the people that were using MySpace, I think people who were, who might you consider rockers and things like that, I'm going to go with Link, uh, Link, Link, what, I nearly said LinkedIn Park. Yeah. <laughs> Different question. LinkedIn Park, yeah. So Lincoln Park from uh, <laughs> from Lincolnshire. Yeah. No, I said LinkedIn. Uh, I said LinkedIn as in the, as in as in the other the, the work social network. But anyway. Oh yeah, don't don't, don't get involved in that. Uh, Lincoln Park, you will be wrong. Oh, I thought I, I was convinced I was going to get that right. Okay. Yeah, I, I would have thought sort of Lincoln Park or My Chemical Romance, something like yeah. that. But no, Eminem apparently. Um, okay. Most popular celebrity. Has he got um, loads of accounts on there though? Like loads of accounts that you just don't know which one's in. 
So, and sometimes he, people had to message him saying, will the real Slim Shady please speak up? <laughs> thing. Yeah, I think we did that joke last week as well, still. Possibly. Deserve it. Well done. Um, <laughs> MySpace, now we're talking about MySpace again. And I think you mentioned Rupert Murdoch. Uh, News Corporation bought MySpace in July 2005. Um, how much did they pay for it? Was it 580 million or 58 million? Uh, and that's in dollars. Give me the numbers again and when it was bought. July 2005. Yeah. By Rupert Murdoch's News Corporation. Was it $580 million or $58 million? I'm going to go with the big one because I think at that sort of time, I reckon there was a bit of concern for it because things like Facebook were coming about and on the horizon. But I reckon they thought they could save it and keep it up there with the same sort of, um, you know, followership as what Facebook's got. So I'm going to go with the big the big one. Yeah, well, well, at the time, it was sort of the social media site, wasn't it? So, yes, you are right, $580 million. It was very soon after that that Facebook really took off then, weren't it? Well, I think there was a time when, possibly when we first joined Facebook, that you had to have a university email address to be on it, didn't it? Is that right? All oh, right, I'm not sure. Yeah, it is when I joined it, I'm not sure about itself, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, you had to, had to put you into university, put which university you went into, and that was kind of how it all, all oh, started, okay. and obviously got rolled out on a, on a bit larger scale, obviously. Um, now, News Corp uh, narrowly edged out the US media giant Viacom when bidding for MySpace. How did Viacom respond? Is it that they paid $50 million for a 10%, 10% share in a relatively unknown rival website called Facebook? Or, or did they immediately fire their chief executive, saying that they're embarrassed not to be able to buy MySpace? <laughs> um, uh, let's let's go with let's go with the Facebook one, and they were they they were the lucky the look. Uh, although two thousand, yeah, yeah. Let's go with it. Let's go with Facebook. I think it was around around the same the right sort of time. Yeah, I think you've demonstrated a complete and utter failure to understand the sheer cutthroat world of um, sort of high powered business. <laughs> and of course, the chief executive of Icon was sacked straight away. Oh dear. Um, they basically said that the whole, you know, they were embarrassed not to win, was sort of their philosophy on it. Um, so, News Corporation then admitted that the purchase was a mistake, and they sold MySpace in 2011 to Specific Media for $35 million, which is a whole 500, uh, well, about half half a billion dollars less than what they paid for it. And obviously, if you find the idea of Rupert Murdoch losing that amount of money, <laughs> then um, you should be thoroughly ashamed of yourself, obviously. <laughs> But, um, but so, maybe it was it was less money than he could have lost a few years later, supposedly. Could have been. Is yeah. it even still um, a thing? Are still people using it? Are people still using it? Or a little bit, not not particularly, but it's still there. Um, so it was bought for, as I say, thirty-five million dollars by Specific Media. They had a partner who was involved in this particular consortium to buy it. Who else invested in it? Was it Justin Timberlake or Jay Z? Uh, Jay-Z's a, a well-known sort of entrepreneur, isn't he? Like, you know, got his fingers in lots of pies and stuff. Inclu- uh-huh. <laughs> including Including Beyonce's sister. No, I'm joking. So I'm yeah. joking now. I don't think that's right. That's that's not wrong. That's that, that's that's wrong. I think I think that's a completely different story, isn't it? I think there's something else involved there. Do you remember, do you remember the whole incident in the lift with Solange? Solange? Lift, yeah. I don't think he was involved uh, in Beyonce's sister. It was wrong sister, on many levels, it? wasn't it? But anyway, uh, let's uh, let's go with... Yeah, I'm gonna go with Jay Z because I think he's more. I, I know he's, he's quite entrepreneurial. Uh, Jay Z, you will be wrong as well. <laughs> How have I managed to guess so many wrong today? 
There's only no. two answers on each one. You should be getting 50%. I mean, a monkey could get 50% here, Jim, <laughs> um, on average. So, our final question. Uh, Blackberries. Can you remember Blackberries? Yeah, you had one. I had one, yeah. Well, a, lot of, a lot of other people had one as well. Mm. They were a very popular phone back in the days. Mm. Um, did you assume, I'm assuming from the way you said you had one means that you never had one. No, never had one. I, I thought they were really good. The, the keypad on it, absolutely fantastic. What was the old um, message that you, you could say, BB me, was that right? BB me or something. BBM me. BBM me, that was the one. If you said BB me, someone would come out with all those little guns <laughs> that shot more bears. <laughs> they'd shoot you, unfortunately. But, um, you, could, you, could, you could BBM people um, right. on Blackberry Messenger. It was great. It was really, really, it was basically, well, to be honest, it was just like a WhatsApp for Blackberry specifically. Yeah. I didn't really see what the point of it was. It was, it was nothing particularly special. Um, but yeah, it was sort of a, it was a, they were the popular phone at the time. And if you remember, back in the early days of us doing the Waste of Web Space website, in 2013, I think it was, yep. I, I did a blog challenge where I uh, wrote do you a mean blog a web, every day for 100 a web days. Blog, a web blog. A web blog <laughs> yeah, challenge, yes. Yeah. Right. Um, I did that for 100 days. I wrote pretty much all those on my BlackBerry. You could sit there and you could type really, really quickly on the little keypad. Yeah. Really good phone. Um, however, obviously, pretty much no one uses them nowadays. Um, and in, in particular, what happened to BlackBerry? On the 10th of October 2011, that really kind of damaged sales. Was it that all emails stopped working for around three days, or was it that the CEO revealed that he actually uses an iPhone? I think I remember this. I think this is something that does ring a bell. Um, I'm going to go with the CEO saying that he used an iPhone, but why would someone do that? I don't know, but I, I seem to think that's in my mind somewhere. But then if, it's, if I'm going to continue down the route of, of guessing things really badly today, then, then there we go. I'm going to go with that one. Okay, well, Jimbo, you're nothing if you're not consistent. Of course you're wrong. <laughs> that, that, that would have been a really foolish... Sorry about that, by the way. Bit of a te- we've had loads of technical glitches today, haven't we? That would have been a really yeah. foolish uh, CEO, by the way. Uh, well, it, such things have happened. I might do a quiz uh, about the serious faux pas that chief executives have made, yeah. maybe, because there have been some real beauties yeah. where someone, just one comment that someone makes can completely and utterly send the entire company off the, off the cliff. So mm. that might be a future quiz to do, perhaps. Uh, but no, it was that um, on BlackBerry's, they sort of stopped working for about three days, lost all connections to the BlackBerry servers, someone had done something, didn't quite work, and it meant that pretty much, it used to be quite a popular phone with businessmen as well. Mm-hmm. It, it was... The sort of email stopped coming through, so that, and uh, people just moved to using iPhones instead. Yep. So they took them out of the market. So there we go, that's some old technology. No, I, I really, really enjoyed that, um, and I think we managed to just scrape through uh, with our technology as well, which has uh, been a bit of a lag today, hasn't it? We had, we had a bit of a slight struggle, uh, we would say. But anyway, thank you, Fisher. I uh, really, really enjoyed that. Denver and Fisher, Radio Web Space Podcast. Thank you. Did you hear that, Fisher? Are you there? Are you there? <laughs> right, I'm gonna end this podcast on my own because it's just it's just died on us. Fisher's just not there to be seen at all. So I'm gonna close this podcast, uh, bring it to an Sorry, end. Sorry, Jimbo, you broke up there. Yeah. It, it, yep. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can do. I'm just saying. I, I thought I was uh, gonna. I'm still I, there. I'm gonna end this I'm podcast here, myself because I think we're struggling um, so much. Just to let you know. 
the the uh, last little uh, the little indent we played there. That was my daughter Ada. That's her first little appearance on the podcast. So there you go. I don't think Fisher heard it, but certainly he'll be able to hear it when he watches the recording back. So I think because we've just had so many uh, technical problems today, I think it's now a good time to bring our podcast to an end. And just to just to make this situation even better, my iPad has even died and the batteries have gone. So I can't even play our outro theme anymore. Are you still there, Fisher? I'm still here, Jimbo. <laughs> So, was was that your daughter recording a yeah. um, a little um, scene for us there? It, it was, yeah. Her first appearance on the podcast. Well, thank you very much. She did a fantastic job. Pass on, pass on my best regards She's to pro- her. It probably the what the one thing that saved us because of the terrible technical issues we've had. But anyway, please do get in touch. Waste of Webspace at uk. Tweet us at Waste of Webspace. Facebook Waste of Webspace as well. Thank you for listening. And we'll be back again next week, hopefully, with less technical issues. But please do get in touch with us um, in the meantime, and we can always give you a shout-out next week. Thanks a lot. Cheers, Fisher. Cheers. Bye.